Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. This is, what, the week of December 20th, 2021? This is our last or next to last show before the new year? This is very exciting. It is. So it is. I think it's our last show, right? Are we doing it next week? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk favorite we'll things. See. We'll figure it out. We, we yeah. never figured it out until like the end. Yeah. Every, like <laughs> if I could go back and see the number of shows where like right after we do the outro, we're like, what are we doing next week? And it's just like a conversation that fades into the background as the music is going on. Uh, we're like a last minute type of thing. It's all right. It's fine. Um, but for this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Matrix and a whole bunch of news. Uh, that happened this week. Lots of interesting things, some of it multiversal and some of it not. But on this show, we've got Nick Dahl, Tanya Watson, Joseph Jammer Medina, and Danny K. Bartlett. Folks, what's going on? Yo. No, hello. Hello. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yes. I love your hat. Nice hat. You got like a, a hat. wonderful hat. <laughs> He's feeling Santa Christmas Claus spirit. hat for those listening. It must be Christmas. I'm wearing a hat. That's it. I'm not wearing any underwear, but I'm wearing a hat. I mean, it's Dubai, right? So like, it's all right. You got to like add one thing and subtract another. So you don't like fucking sweating through your clothes. Uh, exactly. I'll, I'll, I will get Betty Swallocks if I have to wear underwear. I'm in a pink snuggie. Betty Swallocks. That's not Christmas. I was, I was being snuggie. polite for Tanya. You can't That's say things like that and have your camera off. I don't want you to see the pink snuggie. <laughs> I'm really in a snuggie. I, I believe it. I remember I used to have, I used to have the off-brand snuggie. It was a comfy. <laughs> I have a snuggie <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. That looks comfortable. Oh, that does look Tanya does not lie. Tanya does not turn her phone off. Sorry. It's like the Matrix <laughs> behind you. That is it like it is. Holy shit! <laughs> Look at you all theme. You this is just hippie she... tapestry. Wait here. <laughs> Blonde, brunette, brunette, redhead. <laughs> Get the reference. It's a reference. Okay, there we go. I got it. I just weird, but I got it. <laughs> So we've got, like I said, a bunch of news. I, there was a bunch of trailers. That, there were a bunch of trailers that came out this week. I actually kind of want to start with the thing that you all were talking about a little second ago. So we have divisive thoughts on this show about Cowboy Bebop, but there have been thousands of fans that have written to Netflix um, that want the show uncanceled. So I'm trying to find the number. There's a petition that right now, has 56,000 signatures on it with a goal of 75,000. And these folks are trying to get the show uncanceled by Netflix, which I find super ironic because, you know, Netflix is usually the one that saves stuff from the yeah. grave. And so who saves Not Netflix anymore. shows from the grave? Hulu. Well, Amazon. They used to. They've actually started canceling them pretty heavily right. starting a few years back. So if and not them, then who? Like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. It's like basically, if you're gonna go on, if you're getting revived by Netflix, you're not getting more than two seasons. Or if you're coming to Netflix, you're probably not getting more than two seasons unless you're like Stranger Things or I guess The Witcher or 
what was the other thing that came out? Maybe Arcane, because that seems to be oh, or Squid Game. Those might be getting big soon. They're actually a uh, Squid Game. I'm gonna actually ask about to change well, the subject. Let's continue with your topic because that's yeah. what we were talking. Well, about. it's funny that you mentioned Witcher because uh, we're gonna talk about that a little bit in the show. But I'm just curious. Uh, so I think there are two of you all in the show right now that really liked the animate, or no, actually three. So Nick, Tanya, and Jammer, right? All three of you liked the live action version, right? Mm-hmm. Danny, yeah. you, you did. did not. You did? Wait, wait, I what? guess I'm the live action. Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I loved it. Okay. Have you guys signed the change.org petition? I will have to. Here's the thing. Not that they work. Here, here's the real yeah, petition. Get your friends to watch the show. That's the real like petition. We, we need Otherwise, a segment that's on the money show. Talks. We need a show, a segment on the show called like The Thing with Jammer. Because like that's the intro to every point he made. Like, here's the thing. Yes. I yes, didn't you know do. that. What's up with like, that? that I wish I was that. smart enough to find a way to like make a super cut of like here's the thing, Jam- <laughs> Joseph Jammer. I'm actually curious, like, like if we can get like all of the cuts. I'm wondering how stupid they sound or if they actually sound good. When I usually say that, is it usually followed by something insightful or is it usually like, oh, well, he's fucking high? So or you'll find this or... to be funny. Here's the thing: I nobody likes listening. peanut butter and jelly. Nobody. Oh, whoa. <laughs> actually, my brain just logs the fact that you've said it. And then I kind of stop listening for a second and I come back like, oh, he said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do a DiCaprio like he said the thing. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, how do you all feel about this? And do you wish that Netflix would uncancel? Is it too late? Like, give me some thoughts and feelings. Netflix canceled Daredevil at its peak. So I did not mm. take that personally. And I, <laughs> but I did hope that, oh, you know what? Maybe Hulu or Amazon Prime or somebody else will hear the kind of fan collateral of uh, fan kind of noise and decide, you know what, this is niche enough where we could pick this up and support it here. So I hadn't really felt like it was totally dead yet because it just got announced. Mm. I still feel like there's a little bit of hope, that's but true. I wouldn't count on Netflix going back because they like didn't give a fuck about those Marvel shows and that's Marvel. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it also may have been an additional thing where it's just like, I'm sure there was a lot of legal red tape and ike perlmutter isms they had to fucking deal with with those marvel shows that they were just like we don't you're yeah, a hassle this. reason and the viewership did drop on all the shows throughout the seasons i think after like iron fist at least iron fist was like the decline luke cage yeah. season two was kind of blah jessica iron jones season two what the farted. fuck was that have you watched jessica the jones season, season two yeah, it's watch. horrific except for punisher jessica jones season two was yeah. worse than iron fist season one Oh, that's no. a plane. That is something. It's bad. Yeah, I heard season three was good, but I didn't see it. Don't care. I didn't watch I it. Did the Spider-Man <laughs> meme. What the fuck? Who um, had a season three? Iron Fist had a season three? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Oh, Jessica Jones. Defenders. Just oh. Jessica Jones. season three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't watch I refused to watch it. It was so No, bad. literally, I, I didn't watch the last one or two episodes of season two because I'm like, I'm out. I just, I don't care. I'm done. Characters are doing silly things. Yeah. Daredevil um, was the only show of that group that stayed consistently good throughout all of his seasons. I love the, the second half of season Cage. two was anything with the hand. I I didn't like Electra. Did not like. But yeah, Electra season three was kind amazing. Of but like I think this the episodes like what five through eight or nine were kind of uh of uh of Daredevil, but then like I think it wrapped up pretty well. That was on the bullseye guy, right? That shit was amazing. Yes, yeah. yeah, no, 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 that was season three. That was season three. I'm talking about the Electra and the Hand segment of season two. Hmm. 
But I thought they wrapped that up really well at the very end of season two with like when they brought back the Punisher and he was on the oh, roof yeah. sniping and I was like, oh shit, it's a Punisher. And I watched a single <laughs> season of the Punisher. I need to get back to that. It was very <laughs> sad, so I couldn't get into it. It's like, oh man, I could go to work if I want to see veterans with PTSD. This is yeah, it's super depressing. Yeah, it's fair. Um, it looks what I do find depressing. interesting about the Cowboy Bebop thing is, so I do yeah, think that there about. is- yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm here for, bring us back to center. Um, what I do find interesting about it is, so there is a network, this is not official. This isn't news. Amazon has picked up, I think, uh, expanse from the sci-fi channel. That's where it originally was. So there is a place potentially for this to go. And it is a, a network that has a, a precedent of picking up sci-fi shows and they're trying to build their bench as well. Um, but I in think the problem fairness, is Amazon's expanse was a little different in that wasn't Bezos like just deeply invested in the expanse world? So it was like a more of a personal pet project than like sure. a business decision. Maybe he likes sure. Cowboy Bebop because it's and he space. likes Maybe. space. Yeah. He likes space, Maybe. baby. Um, Somebody so, call but, this asshole a space cowboy so he can get get into it and then feel <laughs> personally invested. In it. You, know, you don't need you can be Spike Spiegel one day. He's a bounty hunter. God. <laughs> I don't need that. It sounds like, you know, basically this is all convincing me that just Elon Musk is going to get a streaming channel and he's going to get Cowboy Bebop. I feel like he's closer <laughs> yeah. to doing this than freaking Bezos is in, in Amazon. Well, the question yeah. is, Netflix is a production company, I assume. Like, they might own too much of it for it to just be... Yeah. Like, it's easier I, to pick I'm up canceled sure network shows because network TV is dying, but... Here's what I think is the the bigger problem with this it's not necessarily that not enough people watched it if you look at who did watch it and what happened after the fact so folks watched this and it was in the top 10 for a couple of seconds and it had 74 million viewing hours worldwide but then it just dropped 59 percent and so i think that there's a difference between a show that not a lot of people are watching but there's a rabid fan base versus a lot of people that watched it and were just like nah fuck it i'm out so I don't know if that's, that's worth point. investing in a declining market. What if all the I mean, admittedly, I also week one. Well, well <laughs> like I did me. like Cowboy Bebop. I uh, I kind of lost me near the end. There was too much vicious. I feel like the style wore off he a little bit. Favorite part of it. Yeah, he was so boring. Every single time. He, well, actually, I think I think episode two had like the best part where he like was forced to kill her, but then it was like blank or it was. Un- unloaded or whatever i think that was a good scene i think that was the only good scene that he had in the entire season of the show um yeah. but yeah like I, I just the style of it just got old after a while well, i really liked it and then the, the narrative itself wasn't really strong enough for me to keep caring for the entire time though i still like the style i like the actors i like the overall feel of it i just wish that it was supported by a plot that i cared more about yeah i agree but I feel like the main team was so strong. If that is everybody's common complaint, just do another storyline because you have the, the solid part is the hard part, which was the main team, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just do basically do the better job, give them better material to work with because the main team was great. Yeah, I except agree. for Ed. Ooh, <laughs> At the very man. end. <laughs> so what's crazy about that is for. I feel like there's a part of me that thinks it's unfair to judge Ed based on the 10 to 20 seconds we got on screen. That said, Ed is not (laughs) fucking Pee Wee Herman. Like I just, that voice was not it. And so while there was an opportunity to readjust, I think the problem is you have to get people at least like me that are, that are fans of the show 
to be like, oh, I'm excited to see that character and what they do next with them. And I was just like, nah, that's not. I right. think you're kind of a perfect balance with fans when it comes to this stuff, because you're like, you're not overly attached to the source material. You're kind of open to stuff. So if it doesn't land with someone like you with this particular property, there's a problem. And even someone like me, who's like more leans more towards, ah, do what you want because it's whatever. Um, you know, the original is still there and just try something different. And I think they mostly did a good job with that, but man, they swung with Ed and yeah. I was watching it. And it's like that, that Michael Scott meme where he's cringing. That's kind of how I felt watching it. It was just like, <laughs> oh, it, it, it was even, I feel like I should move on this topic since I've got that positive comment from you, but the last thing I'll say is I went back and watched a couple of episodes of the anime and just the way that they introduce her is like, I just, no, it's so much worse in this. Oh, in, in the, in this. Yeah. Yeah. Live Cause action, she, yeah. she, she's weird, but she also like, she can be even keeled even while she's being weird. Whereas this one was just like, Oh, 11, 11. Yeah. All the, did you say 11 Tanya? Yes, I did. Holy shit. Yes, <laughs> hey, Mine's 11. Um, that hurt. So just ugh, ugh. anyway, guys, ready to move on? Or yes, we will. They should have gotten. They should have gotten. Before. They should have gotten eleven to play Ed. Mm. I can see that. I know she's probably good. a little old. At this yeah, she's point. Old, she's huh? like, she's like what seventeen or eighteen. They should have gotten her six years ago to play <laughs> when yeah. they made it six years ago. <laughs> should have gotten Don. Don Is, isn't she more feminine presenting now? Like she's lost her kind of childlike gender ambiguity i don't know yeah that's a good point i have not i can't say i've seen her outside what was the last time i saw her Nola holmes the no holmes godzilla yeah. yeah. godzilla versus kong didn't we talk oh, about I that guess the I did. podcast we did, did. just forgot like i forgot <laughs> she was forgot about the villain of spider man <laughs> <laughs> well, this is much more <laughs> fairness, that was 25 years ago how many years ago was that at this See, point? it's a comparison so in the movie quality time. you forgot about you probably forgot you watched godzilla versus kong i saw completely. i saw a post about i think it was weta celebrating their their movies that they did this year and kong mm. was on there kong versus godzilla i was like fuck that was this year yeah it <laughs> felt so long ago <laughs> i hate that movie so much i was so like time. it was just such a mess it was all over the place i don't understand so, that movie that's so funny i don't I my I friend know. was like what did you expect for the movie i'm like i expect it to be i don't know good i watched it twice i don't know why <laughs> what why why because i wanted to make sure that I wanted to make sure I went in. I was like, okay, well, maybe I just had specific expectations. So I don't have those anymore. Let me watch it again. Also, I'm going to be drinking with friends. Uh, and it just wasn't fun. I thought I didn't I hate like, it. And I fun. definitely am not going to watch it again. Oh, That's crazy, man. Though. Hold that thought. That's because you're that's smarter gonna than I come up later? <laughs> <laughs> Did I give too much away? No, it's a nice tease. <laughs> Stay tuned. Keep people listening with all this off-topic conversation bring oh, us yeah. back that's bring a good point back. that's a good point nick bring us back to netflix uh so we got a trailer this week for it premiered after the end of the witcher season two uh so we got a trailer for blood origin which stars michelle yo it's actually going to star michelle yo <laughs> as well it. at what sorry i you said blood origin and it sounded like you said blood orgy <laughs> I thought you were going to say blood orange. I was like, what's funny about blood oranges? They're yummy. Oh, blood oranges are good. But no. I'm worried about That's where your head's thing. at. So yeah, hey, Michelle Yeoh. Um, <laughs> and Jodie Turner-Smith actually dropped out of this project. But this is going to be set 1,200 years prior to The Witcher. Um, which I think it's kind of interesting that 
Netflix has greenlit this and was in production before this season of The Witcher even started. Because as of right now, uh, The Witcher season two tops Netflix list of television shows and it has 140 million hours streamed. So Wait, is this a movie or a TV show? I forgot. I watched the trailer, but I thought it was a movie. Am I wrong? I thought that it was a show. Okay. I mean, I just didn't know because I haven't seen The Witcher either, which is my opinion. Yeah, I want to say <laughs> it's a show because in it, it says the untold chapters. Okay. So I think that green means episodes. Oh, the anime one wasn't, or the animated one was a movie, right? Is, wasn't there an animated Witcher project? I actually haven't seen that yet. Correct. I believe you're correct. But, but yeah, I, I need mean, to indulge in the Witcher world, but I, I'm, I'm behind in the, the fantasy shows I need to watch. So I haven't even gotten to season two of The Witcher just yet, mm. but I will. Yeah, they made. Really? Yeah, finish Will, it's time. I've enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed. It's a series, an anime, a, a game, and a book. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Netflix really is investing this. Like, to their credit, Finally. they know what a good thing is. Um, so, and people seem to be enjoying it, and Henry Cavill is enjoying the shit of it. So, I guess since I'm the only one that's seen it, what'd so you guys think the about story? the trailer? Oh, it looks good. It looks very pretty. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh can do no wrong. Ah, uh, man, between this and that other trailer we got last week, uh, everything all at once. What was it? I can't, I can't even say that title. Multiverse movie, right? Yeah, the multiverse. That's, you no, know what? Like, Michelle Yo yeah. multiverse. That's what we'll call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That. So between that and this, I'm like, yep, I'm in. Um, Nick, you had an, an emoticon on the, the trailer that I posted. And I couldn't tell what it was. It was like the, the raised eyebrow. Do you have feelings about this trailer? On this trailer? Yeah. Oh, that's just because I didn't, I don't know anything about The Witcher. That's why. <laughs> like, that's why I said I don't have an opinion on the trailer. That's maybe I, maybe I had a reaction to it. Like, it looked good. I barely remember watching it uh, just because I don't have any context for the world yet. Okay. Because I think you warned me, Jonesy, I thought that maybe I should wait till season two to start watching season one because someone on the maybe. podcast did, I thought. That sounds like something you'd say. And the reason why I think is because of the time dilation they, they do in that first season. It's like, well, season two, mm. they're probably actually going to get into the meat of the story. So I could see you recommending it that way. Because now I'm going like to watch Nick. season one too. So I sure. don't have an opinion on it. the trailer. Jammer says I said I must have. I said Shots it sounds like something you would say. I didn't say I, heard, I remembered you saying it. Or maybe I said it. I don't think I would have said that though. <laughs> yeah. I <don't> know. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Just fucking do it, Nick. Just watch. I the am. Show. I just, just said. It. Now I am going to watch it. Now that season oh, two's okay. out. I finished I season one, and I'm not even a fantasy person, and I don't remember thinking anything negatively about it. You can't tell yeah. Henry Cavill's having fun doing it. I know. That's all I want. Which is yeah. funny. Henry Cavill to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Building his computers, playing Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. and like Superman. Let him just. I was going to say. Fan of- that's the one thing is as successful as he is i imagine he just goes to his closet every night opens it up and there's this cape in it just cries like that's the one thing picture him wearing it crying in the bathtub like peter b parker (laughs) (laughs) i'm sad i'm sad even though he's He's like a less crazy nick cage like his career just isn't what you thought it would be but it's not (laughs) terrible but he does things he likes so you can't really be mad at him yeah i'm excited for the mass effect series Freaking Gilralt of Rivia. He's fucking somebody else that I forgot, but I know there's a third thing. Listen, if they get this man to play Commander Shepard, I will probably lose my shit. I never played those games. so They're fantastic. That would be awesome. I know. I just don't have time to play video games. I'm trying. I'm trying. 
Don't you play like Path of the Octopus? What is it called? Path of the, what is it? Octopath Traveler. There you go. See, don't make that face. You knew exactly what the fuck I was no, talking about. I, I got, I got I 20 hours. I see Switch all the time. What? We used to play Overcooked together. We did. We did. No, but like I, I get like 20 hours into freaking Octopath Traveler and then I realize you need to grind for about five hours before you go to the next chapter. And I'm like, no, it's too much grinding. Okay. Too much. All right. No more Octopus for Jammer. You guys ready to move on? No, more. Yep. no you're not ready to move on? Danny's shaking his head. You ready? You ready <laughs> no, or not? No, no. You want that is salt water or water? <laughs> water. The tea yeah. in it. Um, so we got a trailer or a teaser for John Wick, and really there wasn't much to it, and it was basically an announcement of when the movie is going to come out. So previously, this film was going to come out in May of 2022. And it has now been moved to March of 2023. Um, the trailer that we get is one that shows the uh, call operators taking his little dossier, his portfolio, and saying like, yeah, we're going to get this dude. And that's kind of it. You get a new date for when the movie's going to be coming out. And um, what I find interesting about this trailer is that it drops right after The Matrix. And I'm like, oh, God, this is this is the Matrix series that I, that I actually wanted. Um, so... Did you guys have any thoughts or feelings about the new John Wick or the move and date? I tried to Not find a thought. reason why they moved it. Like I looked at articles and stuff. Oh, uh, you know what it might have been? Maybe mm. it had to do with Doctor Strange getting moved from what was it, March to May, and now um, so they're like, oh fuck, don't want to compete with Doctor Strange. Get the fuck out of there. Vacate. Wait, doesn't Doctor Strange come out next year? Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying they moved an entire year to get away from Doctor Strange? There has to be another. Well, reason. which they moved it away from that same month. But Jeez. maybe a year because they couldn't just find a good slot for it. But I don't know. Okay. And they would have well, looked like Lionsgate. Throwaway movies. <laughs> oh, but, no, but here's the thing: January of next year, right? Here, didn't it? That show, that Not movie. Um, no, it didn't. Is that March of what? next year? We said March of next year. Okay. No, I, I said they January. wouldn't want to just push it to like January or like throwaway mm, months. Yeah. Like maybe March was the mm. first good month that they could push yeah. it to, which happened to be the next year. I could buy you that. guys remember when that movie Monster Trucks came out and? <laughs> In January of like 2017. Is that where the that monsters movie? were the trucks? Yeah. I saw the trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. I didn't just grab it until now because I remember thinking, like, oh, that's definitely January. And then it was like January of 20 whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but there the only person who can put movies out in goofy months like January or February. Because I think yeah. Get Out was like, I think released yeah. in like January or February or something like that. Yeah. I mean, You're not doing are kind of blockbuster months now. Deadpool's in February, the first one. Massive hit. Logan was like March of the year. I guess by you get to March, it's really ramping up. But yeah. you know, growing up, it's like, yeah, you get like I Spy or something in like August or <laughs> September. It's the first one that came to my head. Then you get your blockbusters during the summer. I Spy. Or the Tuxedo, that Jackie Chan movie. The like, Tuxedo? It's like a, it's like a <laughs> September release because no one goes to the movies in Ooh. September. Um, so, moving on from terrible movies. <laughs> Spider-Man 4. So there's a, a bunch of Spider-Man news that came out relatively recently. Uh, the film is killing at the box office right now. It has the third highest debut of any movie, and it's crazy to say something like that when we're still in the midst of a pandemic, regardless of what people say. Um, but Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal have said that Spider-Man four is currently in the works and 
Pascal said, we're producers, so we always believe everything will work out. I love working with Kevin. We have a great partnership along with Tom Rothman, who runs Sony and has been instrumental, uh, has been instrumental, a great leader with great ideas. I hope it lasts forever. Um, and following that, Kevin Feige said that, yeah, they're, they're talking about it and they're working on a fourth movie, which is fascinating because in contrast to that, Tom Holland was like, I want to take a break from acting. And so I don't know if those things are actually in conflict with like, one another. Yeah, take a break, Tom. Just just don't do anything between now and when you have to film for Spider-Man 4. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, how, how long you need? Two weeks? All right, we're good, baby. <laughs> it's um, like Ryan Reynolds in that where he's like, I forgot, like indefinite, he, he, a word like that. And he's like, well, that could be six months. That could be a year. It doesn't mean I'm like, you won't see Deadpool 3. I'm just right. with my family for six months and then I'll come back to acting. Yeah. And so I'm really curious what, if anything, that that means. Um, But part of it was the idea that he's been working for six years straight uh, in the film industry. And he's just been making, you know, movie after movie after movie, be it Spider-Man or um, Uncharted or whatever that terrible movie he made with Daisy Ridley was. So um, yeah, it's walking. Yeah. I was trying to think of the title. There you go. Sure. Whatever. Um, (laughs) I think there's that other thing coming out with Mark. Mark yeah, yeah, Uncharted. 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 Oh, wait. I thought you were talking about the sci-fi thing. With- that was well, he said Uncharted. And then, we used- okay. then he Got said, it. and that stupid movie with, yeah. Did I say stupid? I I Whatever, like, dude. In the, cra- the movie where he was a crackhead or a meth head. Oh, Cherry. Cherry. Yeah. Cherry. I haven't it. seen that yet. Even though it was real so I'm not going to say it. Um, it's so boring. <laughs> it does look boring. So it'd be interesting to see if the things were in, those things were in conflict. One of the other things I think is interesting is um, I have read that he has said this. I can't find a direct quote, but he's talked about, actually this quote I did see where he said, you know, if, if I'm playing Spider-Man in my thirties, I've been doing this for too long or I've done something wrong. Um, and the thing that I could not find that someone else said he said online was the idea that like he, he doesn't want to hold uh, another young actor back from being hmm. spider-man and so it's even possible for like the next spider-man to be even more diverse hinting at miles morales which we've gotten at least two hints at uh in the mcu yeah. thus far so that should be black good for him yeah I'm sorry so what if any reaction do you guys have to all of this Spooderman news i hope he continues because i want to see the symbiote storyline continue with him um that we got a tease of in the post credit and then I have a theory. This is completely a, a Nick Dahl theory, but a lot of my theories come true. Um, like some Matrix theories I had. Uh, uh, I, I, he, I think he might be doing it so that he can, if Sony's looking for their bond or not Sony, uh, whoever does bond these days, and he's because he, he really wants the job. That's why he's like, hey, my schedule's open. There's no way nope. he's getting the job. He's like nope. Leonardo DiCaprio. He's not going to look like a man until he's in so his 40s. I'm getting he's a big east-west yeah. from Jammer and Danny. Danny, you've been on this Bond train. Um, like you've been yeah. asking, can you please weigh in on what you think of a Tom Holland James Bond? No, no, terrible. thank you. No, no, no. He has no. It in his head. No, thank you. That's it. That's all I have to say on that. Tom, no. No comment. It's a very no, polite no. British. No, thank you. <laughs> I, just, I just imagine like uh, uh, in the trailer where they go like, if someone calls his name Bond, James Bond, and he's just like, call me Jimmy. And he puts on his sunglasses. <laughs> that's his take on it. Jimmy Bond. No. Little Jimmy Bond. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy. 
son Please, of Please, can I have some more? <laughs> please, Q, can I have some more? Any more bullets? No. Can I have some more gadgets? Please, Q. Start quality, please. <laughs> I can't reach the pedals in the Aston Martin. My legs are <laughs> Yo, that is one thing that just sticks out to me so much watching this last Spider-Man movie is how tiny that man is. He's um, not he's that tiny. tiny. He's five foot eight. Mm-hmm. Well, you put him next to Zendaya. It's like you put him next to Zendaya, Toby Maguire, and but she's five ten. But I like. I mean, yeah, that's that's the interview where it's like we couldn't land correctly because she would have to land before him, which doesn't make any sense. And you can see that in the shot. They try like she definitely makes contact before he does with the surface, where he's supposed (laughs) to kind of be catching her. That's funny. No, but I mean, like legs down, Zendaya just. I mean, of course, put put him put him next to somebody taller, then he's gonna look shorter than them. That's just that's yeah. That was that's science. basically everybody in this movie. Yeah. It just drove home the point. Like it doesn't like, matter. Well, because I, we're okay, thinking about I, him in the context of James Bond, and James okay. Bond is so Six Daniel foot. Craig was five ten. I was gonna say, is he tall, Daniel Craig? He's taller. No. so he's five ten. He's two. He's he's he. If he you know if he stood next to Zendaya, they'd be the same height. Okay. That was just that was the logic. That was I'm just applying the same ridiculous logic you all are applying. It's like yeah, put him next to work. somebody taller than still him. Work. He looks so put short. Apple boxes. Still work. No one realizes how short Ethan Hunt is. Everyone realizes it. Everybody like, knows it's a constant, Everybody knows it's a constant is, yeah. topic of like, discussion. They they shoot in weird angles so he doesn't even look that much shorter than Henry Cavill. <laughs> but he's not actually supposed to be a superhero. He's a government employee. It's okay for government employees to be I short. know, but like <laughs> mostly for the actor who doesn't want to feel inferior. They always put him on so many apple boxes in like every movie. Oh, like Iron Man. Shots. When he yeah. was standing next to Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow, they gave him heels yep. in a box. And so by contrast, Pierce Brosnan was 6'1". So yeah. like... I, I get, I hear what you're saying, Jammer. Uh, no, I'm, maybe yeah, I'll be I don't creative know with those crazy. I don't angles. want him to be James Bond. I'm just I'm saying. Say, doesn't yeah. sound like I it. don't. Either. You're arguing I for just a thing. That's in his that's head. He thinks he might get I think it. height. I think height <laughs> is a stupid reason, though. No, no he's just. I, 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 I think when he's forty, he's still going to look like he's twenty. There are other reasons that are better than height, is what I'm saying. Not for me. That's one. Okay. For me, I think the idea that there can't be a dark-skinned James Bond is ridiculous as if the English or as if England doesn't have brown countries they're at war with that a white James Bond wouldn't stick out in as like a sore thumb like are you telling me there aren't like imperialist colonies that like Idris Elba could blend in better than Daniel Craig or any other James Bond could like they could have a whole plot line in the middle of the new 007 that was part of the the argument in triple x right that in the very first scene the the james bond went into a bar and it's like you you don't fit in this scene you don't fit in this world and he got murdered very quickly so what you're saying fits and they told that's like they made that argument like decades ago at this point so you're not wrong i think a lot of people are willing to embrace james bond now stares at danny danny danny's maybe the only one who <laughs> It's I like wasn't going to say only racist would embrace, but like a, a true fan oh. might not want it. You know, actually, fuck, fuck the like the you know black James Bond. I'm surprised there's not an Indian James Bond, right? That like would it, actually make honestly that would make that would make more sense. A lot of sense. Yeah, the British, it would yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah, it would. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell. 
I'm actually not kidding. I'm legitimately not kidding. I mean, I feel out of place speaking on the statistics, but aren't um, Indian people of Indian descent like the largest ethnic minority in, in the UK? Um, Am I wrong about that? Let me see. No idea. It's 1.4 million people in the UK, single largest visible ethnic minority population in the country. Yes. So it would, yeah. Even just for that country, it would make way more sense to have a, an Indian um, spy. It's it's spy work. Don't you need to blend in? Yeah, I, I guess for me, the now, only thing that really bothers me about the conversation 001, is that... 002, 003, 004579, All of them could be of some minority. So here's what bothers me about this. Except for Alec Trevelyan. What bothers me about this whole conversation <laughs> is not just the one that we're having, is the one the one that people are having generally. Because I think uh, the last Bercoli was even talking about, like, yeah, they could even be non-binary. It's bothersome Bercoli. to me. Yeah, like whoever the fuck owns the franchise. What bothers Barbara me about Bercoli. that part is the idea that like you have Lashana Lynch and an entire film crew that you've already you've got an M, you've got a Q, you've got Money Penny, you've got it all already lined up. Just continue the story. So it seems really frustrating to me that the black woman is just like, yeah, we're like, there's not even a conversation about having to continue with her. And so I thought that she did well in No Time to Die. And I think for people that are like, we want a diverse James, like, right the fuck there. Like, you have yeah. that series right there. Well, the so. series is called 007, not James Bond. So, like I said, I wouldn't want to see a Jane Bond, but I'd see a female 007. No. All the movies are titled 007, Skyfall, 007, <laughs> No Time to Die. Yeah, but they all end she and say James Bond She was 007 in that movie. That's all the films, like, you, yeah, yeah, they yeah, every single one says that. Yeah, yeah. They should have switched the 007 will return. I don't want a Jane Bond. I'm perfectly comfortable with a continuation of this storyline and letting <laughs> yeah. that, that character that, continue. That was, be, that was my question to you, Joe. Yeah. Could we not just continue with that character? And she can be double or whatever the fuck and just have that. Why do we why do we feel like we need to change one character to fit when you've got these great actresses, actors? No fucking just clue. continue that story. And like you said, they're already there. She's already yeah, there. We already know she's an agent. We already know she's a very capable agent in the field. So let's just have a fucking movie with no backstory. With room to no, grow, right? Yeah, yeah. Why so, can we not just do that? I don't know. And yeah. again, I it's, not even on topic at all. <sighs> what were we supposed to story again? It's an offshoot of my theory because of the Tom Holland story. Yeah, Tom but it's Holland your fault, then, Nick. <laughs> it is, it's it is fault. my fault. It's always Nick's fault. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't mean to. God anyway, damn it, <laughs> let's let's move on to some DC news. Oh, God damn it! I'm so annoyed. Anyway. So we've got Michael Keaton joining uh, Batgirl. So this should be interesting. So he's moving on from The Flash and he is now going to be in the Batgirl film that's coming out that's going to be helmed by the Bad Boys for Life Helmers. And so we've got J.K. Simmons returning uh, and this is going to be starring, um, oh man, her name just jumped out of my head from In the Heights. Uh, Crap, anybody know her name? Did you say J.K. Simmons returning? Yes. Yeah, that's Gordon. Oh, it's Gordon. Okay. He, was, okay. he never got enough Leslie screen Grace. time. I thought he was great casting, but he never got enough screen time. Yeah, know? so we've got Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon and Commissioner Gordon um, is going to be J.K. Simmons. And then we've also now got Mike Keaton as Batman. In addition to that, there was some additional... God, I can't even talk today. Uh, there was some additional news that came out that Michael Shannon 
and Andre Trau from Man of Steel. So that was Zod and um the badass chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the character's name either. Crap. Feora. So those characters are also returning. And so it's kind of interesting to me that Batgirl is becoming a project that went from like, oh, I'm kind of interested in that based on who the directors are going to be like, man, I really want to see this now to see what they're going to do with all of these characters. I thought that was um, Flash. That is it Flash? Said, I think that was the rumor because that would make more sense. A multiversal thing that could get back Zod and... Uh... You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. That would I'm make mixing up my DC news. So... Zod and Feor are joining Flash, and then Michael Keaton is joining Batgirl. That's why my head's all screwed up through Flash. So, um, do you guys have any reaction to these characters and actors joining those respective movies? So, just to be clear, because I fucked it up, Batgirl, we've got Michael Keaton, <laughs> and then in um, Flash, Thanks, we've got Feora and Zod. I think uh, Michael Keaton putting him in Batgirl is a great choice. Second only to if they did like a, a, a Batman Beyond type movie, which hopefully we'll get. Mm, but and their their age difference is enough that he won't fire like in the Killing Joke cartoon. Fingers that crossed. Was so weird. You never <laughs> so know. So fucking weird. I don't know. There's a blue pill for that. <laughs> That's true. Or a mind eraser. Uh, um. Spell. So what if you choose the red pill? <laughs> What I do think is interesting about this, I would like to see J.K. Simmons interact with Michael Keaton. I think of the news, that is probably one of the more interesting things to me about that particular movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have interacted in Spider-Man world, but they didn't. Yeah, that's right. I'm fine. Vulture and, and, uh, and J. Jonah Jameson. I don't need that. I don't need that. <laughs> there's there's no I'll connection. There's no connection to me for that. Fucking make like, a connection. But to have a different Batman interact with a different Jim Gordon would be like, like almost exact same of what we got with Doc Ock and Doctor Strange and Peter Parker. Where he's like, do you know a Peter Parker? That's Spider-Man. Is this him? Like, no. Like, we get to have that with yeah. Batman and Jim Gordon. Because he like, has who the fuck have, like, right. if that yep. movie is even part of continuity anymore. Who cares? Or which They haven't opened that, that Flashpoint portal in that universe then? So we don't, I don't know if we know yet because these projects are in development right now. I don't know how any of what they're doing in the flash may or may not affect what happens in Batgirl. Or the assumption would be yes. They had that, that, that injustice um, cartoon. From oh, that should, that should, oh, you, oh, you're talking about the cartoon. Okay. Yeah. I was about to start animated, saying or the that. animated film. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, no serious thoughts or feelings about any of these two movies. Just, just me rattling on. I, I mean, it's, it's got a redemption, or he's hopefully he'll get a redemption because I thought he was one hundred percent wasted in that um, Superman sequel. I remember being he was the thing I was most excited about because he just nails everything he does, and I feel like they just made him kind of yelly without a lot of menace, and it was just yeah. not a good movie anyway. So yeah, hopefully they you know do him a little better than they did him the last time. Okay. Anyone else? Yeah, no. I mean. Man. I'll uh, I'll watch I'll watch these movies either way. You know, yeah. it's nice. Michael Keaton is good talent to add. I'm intrigued to see how they tie everything together and how it'll spill over into Batgirl. That sounded really bad, but um, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> how the events will spill over into the Batgirl. I'm really worried movie. about you today, Jammer. You and your orgies. Sorry, you have a blood, a blood orange yeah, orgy with on? Batgirl. <laughs> all right, you all right over there. 
anyway, yes, I'm excited for this. Uh, I don't Wait, care as much about Michael Shannon and, and Feora, whatever, showing up in in The Flash, but it, I bet you it's going to be underwhelming. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, kind of like how, what's his name, uh, was in Captain Marvel, Ronan, oh. Ronan the Accuser, where it's like, oh, yeah. he's just standing around, not really doing anything. <laughs> but he's or the Merovingian, just yelling and screaming. What if yeah. Zod just shows up? He's like, I will find him. Is that a semi-spoiler? <laughs> I probably shouldn't have pointed, brought attention to it. <laughs> nah. uh but yeah i think it would have been um uh, sure it'll be i don't care yeah sure i'll watch it i'm watching it anyway <laughs> you just talk yourself into being into it like yeah cool is it just another is it just another thing that's just going to upset henry cavill that everyone from fucking dc <laughs> superman seems to be getting a role in every dc film coming except him yeah fucking crypto is going to show up in the live action dc before he does <laughs> I hate him. They cast the dog. <laughs> anyway, so you guys ready to move on? And you you guys have all the excitement of like DC fans. You're like whatever. <laughs> I, I well, answered because, the question. I got excited about it. It's it's hard because it's like you, you never know how everything connects. You almost don't care because they're still kind of figuring shit out. But I'll watch it either way because I've enjoyed everything that's come out this year from them i think what two movies right sad commentary that it's so man of steel came out in 2013 so it's been seven almost eight years and they're still figuring so much longer yeah it does feel longer i agree yeah these pandemic years they just like they just slog these pandemic years they're like dog years yeah wait does that make sense i don't know you may have reversed it (laughs) reverse dog years they're like human years elephant years turtle years time violations string theory it's all true magic interstellar years keep referencing a better movie um so jurassic world domination right nick yeah no no dominion god damn you domination (laughs) i've been calling it domin no i've been calling it that for over a year and no one has questioned me (laughs) you know why because no one else cares about jurassic park except you like you're the one that plays the games like you're the one that's all like so like yeah every day every day i love you want to watch like camp cretaceous and yeah i didn't finish the current season it got really really weird and science fiction i mean i know it like i don't know it's not weird thing to say about jurassic park but i know yeah like like robots and shit Oh, you got, you got like turned into military sci-fi. Like, it's not even military. It's just universe. really weird. Did it turn into like a mech anime? Mm. Not quite, but it feels like it. oh, oh, oh! It turned into what's that show? Fucking what's that show, Jonesy? The Rooster Teeth show. Oh, what's that show uh, called? Genlock. Genlock. Genlock turned into Genlock. You don't know. What that I've is. heard the I've... second season that was dog shit. I really want to watch really? it now. Yeah, wow. I'm really disappointed. Such a good cast. Anyway, they have a new raptor in this. I forgot. Go ahead, do the story. Do the story, Nick. Yeah, I was gonna take over the story. Come on. I I forgot the name of the raptor. I don't have it in front of me. Don't you have the news in front of you? All right. So, Empire Magazine. They did an interview with director Colin Trevorrow, and so they announced that there is going to be a new brutal, vicious Artriceraptors, one of the deadliest new dinosaurs in Jurassic World Dominion. I guess whatever. And they released a uh, we're getting we're getting power creep with these things. This Jurassic Park's starting to turn into like Dragon Ball Z with like all these different <laughs> level ups. And this one isn't a hybrid. <laughs> this is a dinosaur they discovered in 1997, uh, 1995, which would have been after they made Jurassic, the first Jurassic Park. They probably I should. I think they've gotten over the hybrid obsession because fans don't really like it. <laughs> Instead, oh, okay. they're finding dinosaurs a- they haven't shown before that do exist, and then making oh, a monster oh, okay. version of them that look, looks nothing like the original. <laughs> 
Oh, so it yeah. sounds like it, it sounds it sounds hybrid. What you just said, or just an amped up version is what you're saying. Well, it's no, a more dangerous version of the okay. Velociraptor that they discovered. Oh. Like it's taller, even though real Velociraptors were about waist height. So maybe this one is actually. This, maybe so this, then what maybe do they do this now? one's actually the height of the old Velociraptors. They had to make him even taller because Jurassic Park just changed. See, I'm telling the you, these dinosaurs. These dinosaurs are like, I've reached my final form. This is so animal, <laughs> and they don't even realize it. Chickens. Yeah. <laughs> and then a dinosaur's final form. That's her. Someone just going to scream it's over 9,000 pounds. We're giving Tom Holland some more work. He can be a dinosaur now. He can be a velociraptor. He's too, too short to be a T-Rex. Just yeah. out raptors then. <laughs> anyway, scare your dinosaurs like normal. I don't know what else when, cares. Remember when they were just animals that were kind of just mindless and just ate? Yeah. Those were the days. Like, huh? Those were the days. going back to that too, except for blue. Like they aren't trained because they even, like, part of the quote was he's like, this guy would catch, kill Chris Pratt on a motorcycle rather than like run alongside him. Okay. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm excited. I liked. The first Probably Jurassic suck, World but... movie. I liked the first third of the second Jurassic World movie. That's and that, that's all like. I have. Jonesy, you say you like no. the first third. Or I should consider the first scene. No, yeah, uh, the first scene. Like, I like the first yeah. scene, not the first, the first third. What's the first scene to you? The first scene what's is, scene? we talked about it. We just, we, a scene's like five talking. minutes. You said a scene. You mean a yeah. sequence? Yeah. No, no, no. It's probably about the first five minutes of the movie. It's what's when the scene? I don't remember. It's when they go into the tank. It's so when they, they go, go into the tank the, the yeah, they go to the old park to get the bones, and that's then a sequence. That's like the, the first. That's like thirty minutes plus of a. That movie. is it's not, not a thirty scene. minutes of that movie. Like when they go that's, away that's and the freaking the the the, the, bron- the is like. That's like halfway through the movie. <laughs> Wait, what, what are you, you talking say? about? No, 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 no. I'm talking about. Is that so cool? there's a scene where they go into the aquatic tank. Here's the thing. No, no, no. But Jammer's saying he likes to tell the. Yeah, and I'm saying. I don't, yeah. that's not me. Um, okay. Actually, I'm on your we, Have we talked about this before that that was actually supposed to be the same one that they saw in the first yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they always um, say it makes like me that. sadder. That makes me sadder. It makes me want to hug my dog. Her, it gives me, yeah, I don't care. Anyway, so the scene that I'm talking about is the part with the tank. They go yeah. into the tank and then there's this like giant, whatever the hell is in there and it eats them. And then this one guy thinks he's going to get away and then it pulls down the entire helicopter. Like, I've oh, never yeah. seen a movie go downhill that fast from something that i was super into because then cut to the characters we don't care about that much i don't driving shit up about to anybody else in california <laughs> yeah who cares? who cares anyways i liked until the part where the brontosaurus is like don't leave me so you like the lava scene i can't tell it's supposed to be comical or not where chris pratt's trying to like get away from the lava but he's like partially paralyzed by like a dart or something I don't know. I can't defend anyway. it because I don't even. I don't even remember that scene, so I can't really defend it. It stands out because I don't. I still don't know if it's supposed to be a joke scene or a serious scene. I just remember the the crowd was clap like. I think it's up. supposed to be funny. Okay, because then it worked for the audience I saw it with, but they also Not loved the movie, and I was like, eh. <laughs> Not for me. Anyway, we got a movie to review. You guys ready to review movies? Oh God, yes. The Matrix what? Dominions. Come on, Jammer, take that red pill, baby. Let's go back into the Matrix. We're going back to where it all began. The Matrix. I can't believe uh, we're going back to the Matrix. Can't believe we're going back, baby. So, um, 
Matrix came out this week. It currently has, it's actually gone down. Uh, so I remember people were putting up screenshots I'm surprised. of it. Yeah, people were putting up yeah. screenshots of it being like fresh at 60 and 70 something, per, or I'm sorry, in the 70s with both audiences and critics. It has since creeped down. It's still fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 67% for both. Uh, it's got a 6.1% on IMDb. And there's no cinema score out for this one yet, which I find kind of interesting. Um, when did it come out? This week, Wednesday, right? Yes. So probably yeah, we'll I get guess it you're like right, tomorrow or the next day. Tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Or maybe um, Saturday. I was thinking maybe after the weekend. Mm. But mm-hmm. so yeah, this is in fact a film that came out. I can tell by the looks on your faces that no one's particularly excited to talk about this film, <laughs> which is yeah, weird, say, right? <laughs> I think it's... I don't think we've had a consensus like this in a while. Um, Just like the critics so, and the audience. Aren't they both the exact yeah, same number? Everybody's yeah, both the exact same. But you know I've what? I don't think any of us think it's fresh. I don't, th- I don't, I think the fresh thing, like none of us think it's fresh. I think 67 uh, is actually appropriate. I think all of us think it's stale. I think it's questionable. Um, I think it's that carton of milk that's the day before the expiration. Should I drink this? Should I drink this? I really want this cereal, but it's just not right. But the day says it's good. <laughs> Do I roll the dice with the gas? Do I really want these lucky charms? Is, is Keanu Reeves the date? Because he's been telling me this is a good movie for like months promoting this shit. Is Keanu Reeves the yes. date? Yes. Okay. He, he's the thing that makes you think it's okay when everything around you is saying, mm. And Mm-mm. to that point, <laughs> up until the release of this movie, I haven't liked any trailer for it until the very last one. And I was like, you know what? Oh, okay. Maybe this won't be so bad. And the one that yeah. flashes back all the time, and you're like, surely the movie won't do that every single time a character is similar. <laughs> you know what? Surely you know, they won't know what your every shot is constantly reminding me of better movies. Why would you? Do- anyway, I'm sorry, we're getting off track. So <laughs> those are the scores. Let's do our typical thing: non-spoiler reactions to this film, and then we'll roll into spoilers. Um, Tanya, you came on specifically to talk about The Matrix because you love this movie so much, right? So why don't you go first? <sighs> deep sigh. <laughs> um, it's it's a deep sigh because ever since I watched it, I don't. I am a professional person whose job is, it is to <laughs> identify feelings in myself and in others. And okay. I'm sitting here in front of on, in front of you all, and I'm still like, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> I'm not angry like I was at the sequels, which which years later the sequels aren't as bad as I felt about them at the time. I can actually watch them and and so appreciate I parts. I should have watched them before. Huh? No, don't do that. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second. I think it's all worth right. addressing. But go ahead, Tanya. Yeah. And, I, and I wondered, like, do you want to even talk about the first one? Is it fair to compare it to your experience about the first one? I think it is, because not only can you compare it to the first one, you have to look at the context behind it. Where were we technologically, technologically when that movie came out? What did that mean to the people who watched it? And the thing that keeps sticking with me, and I know this is just a minor, a minor point of the overall movie, back then in 1999, we did not have endless entertainment. So I watched that movie in the theater 40 fucking times. Obviously not literally because I was poor, but I watched it multiple times <laughs> in the theater. 
So the set with the first scene, like, do they not know that the people who are super into this already, they're in their 40s and they watched this a million times already? Why are you showing me this movie? Where are you going with this? So for the first part of it, I was just confused trying to see where it was going. And then I liked where it was, where I thought it was going. And then it didn't go any of the places where I thought it was going. And then I had this inner conflict of, are you in your brain making the movie you wanted to see? Or are you appreciating it for what it is? And the, the one thing, the overall takeaway was, I don't know what they were trying to tell me. And all my if-then mathematical sentences were, well, if it was this, why did they do this? Right. If it was this, why didn't they do this? And I get in this endless loop, which if, it, if the point of it was to put me in an endless loop and freeze up my mental program, they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, I told my sister when I got to Spider-Man, I'm like, my brain is like twist. Like I, I'm like, I, I almost sat in a weird way. Like my brain, like I'm really fucked up. Like I was on yeah, like, I know I'm not dumb. Like, I'm what? not dumb. The it's first like, movie yeah. had a complex, <laughs> it had a complex, it had complex themes and a complex premise for that. I'm, I'm sure that's, I'm sure it seems very quaint 20 years later with the technology we're living in now, but that shit was amazing back then. But it still explained it to you in a way that didn't make you feel overloaded with information and you still got it. I, I don't know what they were trying to tell me. They made it overly complicated to the point that I, I like really basic things like, why are they trying to kill him now? Like, I don't even really know why they're trying to kill him. Um, so or I, I guess I should say, I, I don't know what the conflict is between Neo, the protagonist, the antagonist. So basic stuff. I just, it just felt, and we, did we didn't we have a conversation about the original Matrix? When I was on the show years and years ago, I think so. Yeah, Maybe I have watched this, it or something. I have this, or it must have been the anniversary or something. I have this memory of saying I felt the sequels felt rushed, and I don't know if it was Joe or which one of you pointed out that there were years between the original and the sequel. This still feels rushed. Twenty years later, it's like they had the idea to do this in 2019, fucking forgot about it, and then cranked this shit out, and they handed you a first draft. Here's the movie. So. I have context for that. And I'm going to ask you guys about that later. Um, okay. Because I was, I was trying to figure something out and I think I have an answer to that. Answers. Um, <laughs> but I want to, I want to get everybody's reaction and we'll, we'll jump in that. That'll, that'll literally be my first question to you guys. And it was, it was going to be a question for Jammer and Tanya based on what you all do in the real world, the real, real. Um, Danny, let me get your reaction to this. Uh, immediate uh, Twitter Twitter kind of reaction when I walked out of the of the movie was that just felt kind of unnecessary and almost pointless in the end because it was such a lot of uh, uh, ideas thrown together in a bucket, swished around, and then as Tanya said, just just thrown onto a script and handed to the producers because it just felt messy. And I, I left there thinking, well, it kind of looked pretty, and there were some ideas there, but I'm confused as fuck, and I'm not really sure what the point of it was. Oh, look, a squirrel. I was immediately distracted by something else. Whereas <laughs> the, first, the first film, like Tanya rightly said, it was so good at the time, but at least it didn't confuse the fuck out of you. It, it, it made you think and it and it looked fantastic. There was there didn't seem to be anything here that I felt of any value. It was just a confusing um, mess when, in, in the end of it. Maybe I need to see it again, but no, I wasn't impressed at all. I, uh, frustration. I'm not even frustrated by it, just yeah yeah that's a crazy thing yeah um jammer let's hear it so uh everyone said correct things so far or they're in line with my thoughts so you're retweeting those then uh so i yeah, i retweet those. subtweet yeah. But yeah i think the biggest crime of this movie was like it 
I'm okay with being confused in a movie, but it's a problem where I'm just like, wait, so why are they? How, I don't care. And that's basically yeah. like, I, I started asking questions, but as soon as I started to think deeply, I was like, I don't want to waste don't any mental fun. real estate thinking about it. It just doesn't, I don't care. I didn't understand the villains, the tone they were going for, didn't understand their motivations, didn't understand the basic premise of like, what was that thing that they mentioned? The, like, I guess the, the thing that they were experimenting in, why Morpheus was an agent and why he got pulled out. Modal. What, modal? It's called a modal. A modal. What the fuck is that? What is so that? it was a, it's a simulation that Neo is using to run for some purpose to figure something out. But I don't know so if they ever was said it the entire movie within a modal or was it no the matrix? Because that's so the thing I, I wasn't he sure. was within a modal, and then supposedly he left some part of it open that Bugs was able to hack into. And so she okay. pulled Morpheus out of the modal into both the real world and the matrix. Okay. Uh, Doctor Strange was a better Matrix. So okay. the mirror, it's a mirror universe where they have more <laughs> yeah. They should have kept yeah. this shit in a modal and run it a couple of times and, and cleaned some shit up. I mean, it was basically Inception, <laughs> yeah. right? So the modal was this movie's version of Inception. I missed yeah. that part entirely. Somehow. But like, th- this movie was just so... You missed. You didn't miss anything. Right? As I, mean, I, I, think... just, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Either Danny or Tanya said it just, it felt like a jumble of things and we both said that it almost felt like they had a lot of ideas but they just didn't it's like they didn't have time to dig deep enough so like let's just make sure we hit all the points we hit the matrix for way too long and then we're in io which is boring and we don't really get to explore anything it's just all these they things about they had strawberries they had strawberries yeah they got fruit where was the orgy I mean, the dance orgy i know yeah. i was missing it that's what i the, wanted my blood statue was a <laughs> It was there just to remind people of the greatest orgy. <laughs> but they I, ever had. I guess one, one, one thing to say, one thing to say, I'm glad they, they've upgraded their technology so they're no longer wearing potato sacks or, you know, they're not looking <laughs> like Dobby the house elf walking around. So that's good. Ships haven't changed. And they can do those things. We're not trying to be murdered by the machines, right? They had time to, to focus. <laughs> Actually, I also, that she, I like that I too. Mean, yeah. Her part of yeah, it. In a second. The fact that machines are also like kind of part of the quote unquote resistance against yeah. what I don't know what, but I, I like the fact that they have allies. It's, <laughs> Who knows? it's and it it, there's more nuance. How they ended, the last part, yeah, that made sense. Yeah. There's more, there's more implied nuance, which is great. But like, I think there's a lot of interesting ideas, but it's surrounded by a bunch of things that make me uninterested in exploring those ideas. Yeah. Yep. Nick Dahl, let's hear it. Um, I kind of dug some of the nostalgia things. Like, I like, I love the actor who plays the new Agent Smith. And I dug their relationship even. He's from Mindhunter. Groffy. Jonathan um, Groff. Jonathan Groff. Yeah, Jonathan Groff. I like him a lot. And I Groffy. liked his version of Smith, even though he just kind of disappears. This or, he was like, a I weird like, choice. I just like the stuff that was the same as the last movie choice. with him. And Let me tell you who's not menacing. Jonathan Groff. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> or Neil Patrick he's Harris. Menacing, even though he's the good guy. I, I don't think he's supposed to be menacing. I Wait, I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah. Well, we should let Nick finish. Yeah, yeah. And then the other yeah. part I was going to say is why is Warner Brothers getting so fucking meta in every movie they release? This is like Space Jam where they're talking about the server verse. They're like, <laughs> Warner Brothers wants us to make another Matrix. It's one of the no, lines in the like movie. Was, and you're like, shut the like fuck I was up. Watching, 
I thought I was watching 22 Jump Street for a second. Yeah, and I was like, so what's happening? Meta, yeah. it's self-referential, but not in like making fun of itself. And not in a good Because way. people talk about Marvel like Marvel is a person. They talk about Marvel like he's a dude. Marvel did this. Marvel says this. Marvel won't do this. We talk about Marvel like he's a guy that makes decisions about things. And I bet they're like, are we one in on this? We're a corporation. Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might have well, like it was. I mean, there was a Matrix scene in Space Jam. Yeah. Sorry, Danny. Sorry, buddy. I, it just in that first fifteen minutes, it made it feel like it was becoming a parody of Matrix films. I yeah. almost expected yep. to turn to the camera and make a wink, wink joke about well, Matrix. Like a and that was so. Let me ask. Nick, are you done with your impression? That was my quick impression. Okay. So here's mine, um, and I think it encompasses a lot of what you guys said. And I think what bothers me the most is that this film is kind of a shell of what the franchise is. And it's almost like Hollywood took all of the good parts away from the matrix. And then Lana was not either up to the challenge of continuing the franchise or trying to reinvent it. She did neither. Um, this movie didn't say anything new. There's no cool. There's no gunplay. There's no hand to hand fighting. There's no good camera work. The fashion the is gone. Says bullet time. The music. Yeah. There's no music. Um, and all of those things, when they're sitting in the room talking about what is the matrix, those are the things that are the matrix to me. Like, I don't necessarily think bullet time, but as a whole, all of those things make up what the matrix is. And so what was frustrating to me is this film felt like when I was talking to Tanya yesterday, I said, um, it feels like a made for TV movie from the early 2000s, but I think it's worse than that. This feels like a direct to DVD sequel to a movie. It felt like a YouTuber fan. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it at home. And thank you, COVID. I, I think it's fascinating to me that they use Chad Stahelski as an actor in this, where when I saw him and I watched the action in this movie, I was like, no, 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 no. You need that dude behind the camera. Because he certainly Who could was have he? delivered. Yeah. He was the husband. Oh, oh he, he was Chad. Oh, that he was Chad. Chad. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you want to talk about yeah. Meta. And so <laughs> I think that that says a lot to me about where he's gone. And I kind of hinted at this before when I was talking about John Wick. Like he has created a franchise that has a lot of what the Matrix had for me without of the philosophical uh, aspect to it, which is it sucks that that's gone but it has the hand-to-hand fighting the gunplay the music and all of the other things that i associate with the matrix good camera work uh, and it's just completely absent from this movie and we're left with a love story that's not particularly good and a lot of people seem to be balking at the you know the love conquers all thing but to me that was always the uh, center of this series it was always the central point and purpose like neo gets killed in the end of the first one who brings him back? Trinity brings him back. They make their decisions in the second and third one based on how much they care about each other. And while that's the nucleus of a lot of what's going on, there's still other interesting stuff that's happening throughout the course of those movies. And so none of that is present here. And so I, I was just incredibly disappointed by what we got. I'm not angry and I'm kind of surprised that I'm not, but I think it's because they made something that was so meh that it doesn't evoke anger. Yeah. I'm not angry yeah. no, either. It was just like, especially since until we saw the most recent trailer, I was like, why are we doing this? <clears throat> this is going to be garbage. Like they can't recapture the magic. Yeah. Since it was announced, I've thought that way. But I think but. you can, because I, I, 
the the fact that here we are again, 20 plus years later, our relationship with technology is so different. Yeah. And it's so in, in the 90s, there was this number one, the big bad boogeyman was a government guy in a black suit, which is why Hugo Weaving being this menacing figure was so like, yeah, the government coming and pulling you out of something and interrogating you and taking your rights away. Who's the big boogeyman now? Angry fucking mobs that can take your entire livelihood away through technology. So the fact that like our boogeymen are different, but they're technologically based. Our attitudes towards each other are totally different because of technology. This, yes, I I feel like they had something to say. Maybe they don't agree with those particular points, but you can't look at the world as it is today and not say that we have such a different relationship with with our devices and with each other. Huh? With machines, with machines, literally. With machines, holding a machine in my hand. How we connect to each? We're on a fucking Zoom call talking about recording on machines. (laughs) Well, so so to your point, Tanya, what I think is kind of stupid about it is, even in the first Matrix, they hinted at something that is very true now. Cipher was a person that kind of knew the truth about what the world was, and he still wanted to be ignorant. I think that right now we have that times ten. And so yeah. now like Cypher didn't. So the I thing that was funny about Cypher was for a piece of fucking stick. Yeah. What I find <laughs> funny about that is Cypher did not know like the other part, like whether or not the one is real, whether or not Neo had those powers. These people know they know. And I think a better movie would have been like, yeah, I know that you have all these powers and all this other stuff. And I know what the quote unquote truth is, but this is my truth. And I want this more. Like we people have today are so data available to us at the palm of our hands. We have so much information in front of us and no so much truth it. in front of us. It's too much. It's an overload. I don't care. I'd rather just sit here and look right. at kitty cats. I would just yeah. rather be, yeah, the catrix, right? I'd rather look at the catrix and be ignorant about what happens. Like there is a better story about what's happening in the world today based on what they even said in the first one. There's a better story based on what they even hinted at in this one. They hinted at a struggle between the machines, a power struggle that was going on and things like that. That would have been a better movie than what we fucking got in this. And it's just, it's frustrating that, oh, and I'm sorry. So I don't want to rant too much because this is the question that I had for Tanya and Jammer and Nick and Danny. I want you guys to chime in on this as well because I wanted to know part of the question I have after watching this is like, who the fuck was this movie for? Because yeah. to Tanya's point, you know, it's like, why are you showing me this again? I watched this when I was a kid. Like, I got it. Um, is it for First new people minutes. or is it for old people? Yeah, it's all just retread. I just watched and, The Matrix the day before, just like just the first 30 minutes. And then I'm like, they're showing us the first 10 minutes again, just with different actors playing. Ice. So here's what I found. And I think this is this is this is it at least to me, and you guys can tell me whether or not I'm wrong and then react to it. So Lana explained how for years she and Lily saw the story The Matrix is concluded. However, every year Warner Brothers would ask them to make another one. So we get a lot of that conversation within this movie. I didn't, so, I like, I didn't mind that. I actually got, I picked that no. up. Not, yeah. And even yeah. with Keanu Reeves, like they probably did that with him too. Like, please come back. Please come in. It's like, no, yep. I'm doing something else. Um, I mean, they fucking did it with Harry Potter, right? They, they, they're almost there. So the rest of this quote is, she said, it never was interesting to me as an idea to continue it. Then something really hard happened. Both my parents got ill. My dad got ill first and my mom, and I went home to take care of them. And we were really close to them. 
and also a really good friend died in a very short period of time. It was this, this constant grief. My dad died, then this friend died, then my mom died. And I really didn't know how to deal with this process of grief. And what she goes on to say is that crying and grieving about this is what brought this particular story to her mind. And so she compared Neo and Trinity to her parents and bringing them back to life helped with the grieving process of dealing with losing all of these people in real life. And so for me, it was very interesting because I thought there are some really great stories that are very personal and come from folks. And I did not think that this was one of them. Um, but I was curious, Tanya, you've already talked about what you do as someone who, who, you know, searches for feelings and words to say about how you feel and how other people feel and jammer as a writer, both of you, can you chime in on this? And I'm curious what you all think of anything. I didn't pick that up at all. Um, in, in fairness, their love story to me was always the weakest part, even from the first one. Cause I felt like it diminished her as the character that they built up and, in watching this movie and watching what they did with her, it made me think of Sam from Lord of the Rings. Like if Neo is Frodo, she could have been the Sam where she did all this shit and she's actually the Lord of the Rings, but he's just the center character. And to me, it seems like if all of this, are we in spoilers? I assume, yes. Yeah, probably. Um, if all of this buildup was that they're both the one, like like in a, a binary ones and zero kind of, yeah, they're <laughs> one zero, like he's one and she's zero, zero, one. And so if they're, what they are again this is with the if then why was this not the story of him being her morpheus where you're the key to all this let me get you out everything with her seems so tacked on at the end her her flying thing there was nothing climactic about it it was just they they did her another disservice by making her into this oh i'm just i had kids and i don't think i wanted them and i'm kind of just woman problems and her turnaround in the coffee shop came from fucking nowhere so I didn't see, I didn't, I think you, did you explain to me the, so they needed to be miserable for the, for the machine to keep going? Like, I was yeah. like okay. I mean, for, I, for people to not fight this version of the matrix, them being miserable in their lives kept everyone from fighting, which I don't understand why. Magic. They made me, Good. yeah, exactly. They made Core me programming. not mind. Yeah, they made me not mind the idea that they've been linked up and they've both been the key to all this because then it makes that shit in the sequel, him going through the door to go get her. It made, wow, that makes that makes sense. But just the way they did with it, okay, well, if she's the one who needs to be pulled out immediately for everything to reboot, yes, he's Keanu Reeves. So you make him the focal point, but you lost a lot in the storytelling. So I, and I hope I'm not coming across as, I hope I'm not bashing her personal story or bashing her grief. I did not see that come through in, in what happened. This just felt like they tacked on the romance again when they can make this. She's she was she's the first thing we saw. She was the first scene in the first movie. She was the introduction to the Matrix and her scene was fucking phenomenal. And everything they did to her after that was just to kind of make her a damsel in distress. Why? So, yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. I mean, as far as what you talked about in terms of uh, her parents dying or friends and parents dying, I almost see this as it, as far as how it plays out in the plot, that's almost like not even a part of it. It almost just seems like, oh, I want some form of control in my life. So I'm going to bring back these characters that I can bring back to life. 
Yeah. As far as how they did it, um, I don't get it. Um, I guess that's a part of it. Like, here's the thing. At the end of the day, if, if this was therapeutic for her, yeah. if she's better for it, then like, all right, cool. Whatever. That's good for you. I'm not mad about it. Do your thing. Good for you. Feel, I'm proud. I feel like based on what I, th- so that's the frustrating thing. You're right. And as the creator of the matrix, she certainly has greater agency about what this should be. And to Tanya's reference of a first draft, I feel like as a catharsis, you write this and you put it in a drawer and then you create the thing that we as the consumers are going to consume. Resonate with. Yeah, because none of what was in this movie resonated for me as someone who is a fan of the first one. And now I'm looking at the other two, like, you know what? Maybe I treated you too harshly after watching this one. Yeah. Uh, Especially maybe I actually, I feel like this one made it worse. This one made the other ones worse because it made, to me, I used to think of like, oh, the other ones were like, they had sort of deep meanings covered in sort of a glossy, wah, 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 kung fu type, whatever. And now all this, I was like, no, that was just stupid. This is like dumb. <laughs> like, is it all this dumb? That's literally what I was thinking. <laughs> no. no. Or just really quickly, like, I'm a huge fan of A24 and all of the weird mm-hmm. meta shit they put out. And super horror fan, most of horror movies now have some sort of mental health, mental illness, grief, neural, like neurodivergence, some sort of like underlying thing. And so if you think about what Midsummer was, it was, it was a fucked up breakup. And it was Ari Aster playing out his breakup on screen with a horror movie with a cult thing or uh, hereditary, all that stuff he does. It can be done. You can take a, a weird, complicated premise or a horror, or horror genre, any other genre, and kind of play your grief out into it. And it comes through pretty well. And even, even with those movies, we would probably have all, all our own interpretation of what he was trying to say. And at the end of the day, he's like, no, nah, I had a really bad breakup and that's what I was doing. So yes, all of those things, we can all take make meaning from it. We can all find it entertaining. He can have his catharsis and the movie can still be stellar and entertaining. And I just don't think, I, I hate the feeling that I'm conflating her grief with the quality of this movie because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying, I didn't see it. I didn't pick that up. And also I wasn't entertained by this movie. Mm. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's just, I wasn't entertaining. Like I said, I was sitting there going like, oh, I wish I cared so that I could feel like even Googling what the fuck is going on in this movie is worth my time. But I just didn't, I just didn't. Like, the answers I, wouldn't be satisfying, which is the other part. Like I don't, yeah. I love doing deep dives into movies and looking at all the hidden meaning. I don't want to know because I know whatever it is, it's not going to be satisfying. So, I'd rather do a deep dive into the second and the third one at this point because I yeah. found really good. Inf- yeah. It kind of brought me back. I brought, found really good information on what they were trying to do there. I always loved I, um, the second one though. The second one was fucking my jam back in the day, but that's because I was a kid yes, and I was yeah. just like, yeah, I like sequel. The, yeah, I like the Cadillacs. Cadillacs. So yeah, I can't. That was really good. <laughs> but um, I think it's a, Nick, almost oh, a. Right. I get it what she's saying, but I almost get it from a different point of view. Um, after Liam Neeson's wife died in a skiing accident. That's when he started throwing himself at movie roles like and like he got taken project. and then he just picked up every action movie he could once Hollywood learned he's still an action star. So I see it that way. A lot of people use like they throw themselves into their work, even if it isn't making a movie necessarily in order to deal with their grief, you know, almost like distract yourself, um, yeah. you know, to a broader point, not as much talking about reviving the characters as like reviving her parents. And it could have been something other than the Matrix, but that's obviously probably also nostalgic for her. Like one of the things she enjoyed most in her life 
So I think it's more about throwing yourself into something ambitious and keeping yourself busy. So you're not always thinking about the sadness and grief. Yeah. I saw a TikTok that said, you don't have to be good at a hobby. You just have to enjoy doing it. Yeah. So if she enjoyed it, good for her. And they also always say, I see people tweet this all the time, that even a bad movie was put, a lot of effort was put into it by everyone from the director to the PA, even if it's a bad movie. I'm glad you said that. And I think the thing that's keeping me from being angry is it didn't feel like a cash grab at any point, despite this being the fourth sequel from a 20 year old franchise, I never got the feeling that they were trying to rip me off. It yeah, felt like that's... they- they wanted to do something with a lot of stuff in it and just fell in love with all their ideas and couldn't let anything go. That's the thing with any Wachowski movie for me. Like, I think I like Speed Racer two or three of them <laughs> of all their movies. But like, even their other movies that are like really bad or I really don't like, I was kind of like, well, you got, you all, you tried really hard. Good for you. Um, you, you did, you did your thing and you didn't you weren't deterred so you'd be a great primary on, yeah. school teacher <laughs> you would <laughs> no i would like, not you, you, like all the bless your hearts to the movies that you throw out there like you tried mm-hmm. it. Right. bless your heart like tried jupiter so hard. ascending here's, here's the thing failed. you can't look at jupiter, jupiter ascending you can't look at jupiter ascending and say like oh they phoned that in it's just no they, they just swing went for the hard into it yeah, they yeah. swung the fences and threw that bat and just fucking hit the pitcher in the face I, and i think I'm the, pitcher, <laughs> the way he the feels way, like, about them is the way i feel about Zack snyder where i dislike most of his movies but it's like it's not like he's half-assing any of it yeah he's doing his vision and like yeah. sticking to it i just don't like yeah. most of his movies i think what's what those people need is someone to tell them no yeah and i think but, that, what but like, does it really, is it that big of a deal if they just keep making their shitty movies and like, we just don't watch them? Like, then do a George Lucas them. and keep them shits in, in your vault. I think really? it's like George Lucas and some other guy, like they just make movie, movies for themselves. I can't remember who the other, David Lynch maybe. I think they just make movies, mm. personal movies for themselves. Mm. I know at least like George Lucas does vault. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do that. But like, I don't know. I guess I'm not, I'm not offended by bad movies. They just, no. they're there they exist and it's fine i could just ignore them yeah and be okay plus i mean like i said when i also talked about i wasn't expecting it to be good just from the beginning of its announcement I, a lot of that was the fact that the last two are not good and yeah. i don't know for some reason i was a little worried because it was only one of them directing i expected why, it to be to be linear like i expected linear what a weird word to use in this in this context i expected it to be sensical i guess is what i'm trying to say I oh i'm actually something i'm actually surprised culture. it wasn't weirder i was expecting to go weirder it wasn't yeah. i don't know i was expecting because i was watching it, i'm like oh i don't care this is kind of confusing but also like it wasn't confusing in a way where i'm like what the fuck is going on i can't believe it. it's more of just like huh i don't, I don't know get if it. I- I think, yeah, so I was about to say, I think that there were things that happened, like you've already said, that you just did not give a shit to try and figure out what was happening. It took yeah. them an hour to convince Neo to leave the Matrix. Yeah. It didn't take that long in the first movie. <laughs> well, I'm actually Film okay is getting that, him right? out of the Matrix. Because he had yeah. therapy, and he was trying to work his program. Okay, right. so, that guy's so the architect, to me, right? Or his he's the new architect. Yeah, and what doesn't bother me about it taking longer, like I I do think a year is a very long time. But Morpheus said in the first one, right? The older a mind is, the Mm. harder it is to pull them out. And so I I think that they really 
it's frustrating because like you can see it, right? Like you can see that you were so close to being able to build off of some of the ideas that you had and you just, you whiffed. Um, yep. He's Danny, like 90. Who? Neo at that point or Keanu, didn't they like, he's probably about 30 yeah. in the original movie and they said it's actually been 60 years. 60 years. Yeah. Since the Matrix yeah. You he's only aged um, a little bit. And then Niobe, like, she's- to take makeup. What the fuck was that about? That makeup Niobe? was intense. Yeah, Niobe. Marvel. I thought it was, well, yeah. that's what happens when you eat like, <laughs> like rust flavored slop, right? That's what you look like. <laughs> eat healthy. Not kids. anymore. Strawberries all day, every day. Makeup. All them blueberries, baby. Strawberries and blueberries all day, every day. She's having a breakfast bowl with her freaking steel cutouts. She's doing good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Colorado. Danny, given how this <laughs> Danny, given how this ended, um, yeah. it was unclear to me whether or not there would be more movies. And we haven't had an announcement from Warner Brothers. But do you want to see more of this to understand where it's going? Unfortunately, not. Unfortunately not. And I think that was one of the, uh, the the bigger problems that came out of having so many great ideas thrown into that bucket and swished around is that there was no, there were, there were, we were all feeling this whole like, well, whatever, don't care, mere attitude towards it. And so there was nothing for us to go, I cannot wait to see this or how is this going to progress, et cetera, et cetera. But also, I do remember the end of the first one where it was left ambiguous, where you just, you know, we're going to change stuff and then he flies up into here and then that great soundtrack kicked off and that was a that was a great ending to that film it could have been an end which leads us thinking wow i wonder what happens next so i suppose in a way this one does end the same as that well what yeah. does happen now that neo and trinity are there but unfortunately i think most of us are left with i don't care what happens with neo and trinity now because they didn't do a very good job of catching on to those great ideas Tanya, there was something you mentioned about the, the whole mob mentality and the fact that we're stuck to our smartphones. That little montage when Keanu was taking the blue pills and then slowly decided to stop, it included Neo noticing that everyone was staring at a screen. Elevator and scene. then the, the, yeah, the major, remember the, I can't remember what they called it, the swarm, activate the swarm thing, yeah. where the mob was then- The, the zombie bot, I actually like their transition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I like that idea. Yeah, there was those great ideas, but unfortunately, they didn't seem to cling to those. They went with whatever they went with, you know, with Smith coming back and being an errant program. But no, I, di I didn't understand it. But they were always, those ideas were there. We've all noticed those good ideas, and unfortunately, they didn't nail them. In which means that I don't care about a potential yeah. sequel. I it's just, weird to me that Free Guy yeah. did NPCs better than The Matrix. Yeah, like, I wonder why guy... they didn't call them NPCs. I wondered about that because they made the TIFF joke, and I remember telling you if they make a JPEG or a GIF GIF yeah. joke, I'm gonna punch my TV. But yeah, they were making <laughs> the computer. Oh, she's TIFF. NFT. Yeah, yeah. Just the characters. I, I don't. It's it's frustrating to me, and it goes back to my initial comment about this that there are other properties and other series and other movies and other franchises that have just just suck yeah. the life out of this series and lana just gave us no nothing one she had nothing left except her grief inception and uh what was the other one i was thinking of dr strange oh no but like inception did the same plot better god i had another one that was like one of the trippy i mean movies. you could you could go down the hole right there are any number yeah. of franchises yeah. that do aspects of this better um and i distinctly remember 
watching a commercial and seeing bullet time on television and in my brain, I was like, oh, it's over. Like, I remember thinking like, this is the moment where this idea has become so cheap and so easy to reproduce for just a commercial that it would be hard for the matrix to follow up and do something. And that is indeed true. Do you know what the equivalent is? The con screen? Once it's in a commercial, you can't put that in a Star Trek sequel and make that a thing that people are going to feel any pathos about. Somebody once screaming, John Stewart ah! said it, and once it's in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and once <laughs> yeah. it was a Seinfeld joke. Once it's a joke, yeah. you can't make it. And I, I liked that they tweaked it to use it against him, but then I didn't like that they referenced it when they were doing it. That like they had the call to what we I've got it. one word for yeah. bullet time. Bullet time. Like, oh God. We didn't I call hated- it that when it was happening. We weren't looking. It was just they slowed it down so we could see what was happening because the machines move so fast we wouldn't be able to see it. It wasn't a thing in itself. It was a thing to show you, the audience, right. this is how fast they're moving. I liked um, Neil Patrick Harris in the beginning when he yeah. was... He was very sinister. I remember, again, being a mental health professional, I remember thinking like, man, that's this is really something how being a, a mental health professional, you have this person's, you're tethering this person to reality and it's the power we have. You can tether that person to whatever reality you want to tether them to and there's something very sinister and very mind-fucky about it. So the fact that they went into that and they had him as the new architect, I, it was my favorite part of the movie, of course, probably for very, you know, self-serving reasons. I love that part. And then they turned him into a cartoon at the end. Yeah. I didn't understand what that last scene was about with them punching the pixels off of him. It was just like, why? <laughs> because she I didn't understand could. him. I didn't understand the motivation between him and Smith, the relationship. I just didn't get it. I was just like, I yeah, feel like I there's that Smith something here, but why? Like, I understood Smith was rogue, but like, huh? was he on his side and and like not? when he, he when he helped him before he's the, like the third he, act too when he said yeah. like oh yeah like yeah so he didn't come back after he saved them from Neil Patrick Harris or did he I don't fucking remember no we didn't no, come no. back we don't see him at all again and, and then, then also why did he try and stop him from their revenge program who gives a fuck about this old ass program are you picking up your Nintendo cartridges and playing with them who gives a fuck about this Agent Smith program why was he not something else yeah because I think it's the freedom part like he's not even like they don't have enough control over him he's, but like, he's, he's part he, of the system that remember they have something where like, why use this old code no i get like, it but he's still but that old code still wouldn't work he's still a nintendo in a ps5 world like it's still why is he I, in in reference to the universe it doesn't make sense for them to still be wandering around being able to do yeah. shit yeah well i got because a, they've already talked nintendo about games on my movies. switch well no because here's the deal they've already talked about the fact that in older movies, those people are exiles, but he was clearly not. So usually old code was a werewolf or a vampire or a ghost or what the fuck ever, but they were not part of the central program. This version of Smith was walking around, had a life and all this other stuff and seemed to recall who he was once that gun fell. So it doesn't like to Tanya's point, it doesn't make any sense within the context of the universe because we we know. Yeah. Right. We know what is supposed to happen to those characters. And we even saw them, right? We saw the Merovingian. We saw the exiles for whatever the fuck reason. I didn't and then know Smith brought were. them for whatever the fuck reason. Like it just, it just seems like a bunch of ideas. Like it, what I don't like about this movie is so Tanya, you said it didn't feel like a cash grab or like they were trying to rip you off. What bothers me about this movie is 
I don't know why the Merovingian was there. And it feels like, hey, we're just going to do this because we know that you all want this. We're just going to throw this stuff in here because we know, like, Morpheus is going to say this stuff. Of all the callbacks. And I just, wait, yeah. what is what is the word you keep saying? The Merovingian? What? Merovingian. The, the second Merovingian character. All, yeah. all talk at the same time, please. It's very helpful. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Merovingian. We're it again. <laughs> this is Peter Parker. I'm Peter. We're all Parker. The, the Frenchman. The Merovingian. And I think that that's what makes part of this so hard. When they were eating, when they went to, it was, um, yeah, they went to the Chateau. They were eating food. He had the deal with them. Um, Persephone was his wife. He made the jizz cake. Second one, Gemma. Wait, were they in this movie? Cake, yeah, nice. they were that crazy people who were dressed weird and they're like, you did this to me or whatever. I, the twins, I they were the, the ghost twins belong. I remember him, the ghost twins now. They, but I don't, they work for him. I don't remember being in this movie. I can't yeah, he can't was like, uh, They were all like wearing trash and stuff. No, it's that big. Oh, yeah. Scene. What the fuck was that? I was those, yeah. those, those characters. Was yeah, so that's him. <laughs> that was him. <laughs> Smith brought them there for some reason, the- and we don't know yeah. what. Like, yeah. I don't understand that. Like, why was Smith trying to stop them? Like, what? What? Like, why did like Tiny said? Why? Why do you give a fuck? Why like, did why he look care? homeless? What was that supposed to symbolize? Because I think there that it was supposed to say like he's now? even more of an yeah he's even more of an exile. Before he was an exile that had some modicum of power as a power broker within the Matrix. Now he is nothing because they've rebooted the Matrix. Um, they get dirty. Why are they just not clicking? <laughs> they punch the pixels off another computer program, but he just gets dirty like a person, Listen, like a regular person who who doesn't have stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it. I. So I was gonna say that what bothers me about this is like, yeah, just the idea, like you just threw this in here for this reason, and it felt cynical when those fucking yuppies were sitting in a room, and I was. Now, shout out for yuppies. yeah yuppies yep. martha jones being in the room with them having this conversation and pointing out that the the catrix guys were morons but it felt cynical because they're trying to say what is cool about the matrix and it's like i don't know if they're saying that we as fans don't get the point of what makes the matrix cool or what we associate or like like who are they pointing out i felt called who- out at you know, quoting it in normal conversations like many people did. It's like, oh shit, are they telling me that I've been an annoying asshole? Right. <laughs> and so that's what, so those couple of things bother me about this movie because then what I also find interesting about this is you also didn't make a movie that I thought was particularly good. So which part of that is a fuck you to me? Because one of those things is. You don't have to take it personally. Sure, I'm not, I, I <laughs> so I shouldn't, but I'm curious who those people in the boardroom are supposed to be. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, because okay. remember, Jude was having that conversation with him in the beginning and saying like, oh, you know, I grew up on this and I was a huge fan and now I work. Like, I, every person that I have talked to about this movie, as they're talking about this movie, and Tanya, you did at the beginning talking about this you recalled how you reacted to the first one. I think Danny, you did the same thing. And you just remember walking out of that movie theater and having these feelings and, ha- and then you're like, and it this is what everything. I get. Yeah. And so it's hard not to recall that, listen to people talk about it and then watch someone like Jude kind of be a prick on screen. And I'm like, all right, well, who, 
who is this? Is that me? I quote the matrix. Are you, are you talking like it's problematic? Cause I can't figure out what that's supposed to be. The weird jumbled okay. package of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm only comforted in the fact that this movie is shit. So like, if oh, you're calling you're call me, me out, yeah, if you're calling me out, <laughs> you've made a shit movie. So like, which of us is the asshole? Yeah. Both of you. <laughs> I, I'm not upset about this movie not being good, but I think that part of it does bother me because I'm really curious about that. What did y'all think she, of the casting? The cat scene at the very end? Casting. Oh. Um, I like uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I really like Bugs. She said, thing. what's up, Doc? That killed me. I like, But I liked her. Again, right? so, that's DC. I mean, Goldman and Warner uh, Brothers just referencing their own properties over and over. Yeah, and over. I thought she had and, charisma. I thought that she was she's just pretty great. good at this. I the do think that they cast... And everything she does. Yeah. I do think that they cast too many people. And Tanya, I told you this yesterday. Like... In my mind, I can very quickly go switch, APOC, Dozer, Tank, Cypher, wow. Trinity, Morpheus. Like, I know who these people are at the drop of the hat. I can't fucking remember who anybody on this. New- I don't even know the name of the new ship. It they it said once. it multiple Nemo- times. No, no, she said it wrong. She said like Nemesine. Isn't it Nemosine? That's it, Tanya. Who knows, right? I have my peanut butter in my mouth to pronounce it correctly. Like the way Nebuchadnezzar rolled off of Morpheus's mouth, like it just like it. This movie. Oh, speaking back, going back to the cast. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a rant. (laughs) There are there were too many people in this movie for me to care about. Um, There were a couple that I did like. I did like Neil Patrick Harris. I did like uh, Bugs. Groff as an Agent Smith did nothing for me. Um, not scary i like him as an actor yeah i did not think that he was right for this part he was not right for someone that was like a tech dude bro that could then go sinister that's also fucked up then you needed an eisenberg zuckerberg but not playing his soul autistic you could all these called them as autistic but somebody really sinister and and not obviously good looking i don't know and so to me you you all probably won't agree with this because I don't think he physically fits the part, but Topher Grace kind of has done this within the same movie before where he's totally normal. And then you're like, holy shit, like Predators with also yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Uh-huh. I was just going like, to mention the same thing. Predators is yeah, like for that. That's yeah. the transition that I need from like, oh, this guy is a doctor. He's a healer. Like we should be pulling for him. And like, oh, no, no, no. He's oh, no, murdering he's everyone. Yeah. yeah. Like... I, so I think that they did an okay job in casting, but I think there were just too many people. Um, I also Morpheus. hated the fact that I didn't like New Morpheus. Morpheus. I, liked, I hated I, that Morpheus and he kept pointing at himself and he's not nearly as cool as Lawrence. No, I, I agree. Just so goddamn cool. Just I like him cool. as a different character because he's not technically yeah. Morpheus, but I just, I don't know. He, see, he reminds me of a lot of my favorite actors recently. I'm not saying he's one of my favorites. You just seem to be having fun making the movie and like he's a little bit more eccentric he reminded me a little bit i'm just bit happy of to be here Kang. yeah <laughs> yeah or jamie fox yeah. in uh not to only name black actors but jamie fox but having fun t- in no way home Kang, jonathan majors having Kang the Conqueror having would have been perfect the guy who played jet in cowboy bebop yeah i like so him good <laughs> i also couldn't stop looking at the back of his head it was very uh yeah. fictiony where i'm like as a bald guy i'm looking at hamburger the back of his head not hamburger huh? hot dog packet 
Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever that was. I don't. I couldn't tell if that was. His what was head. wrong with the back of his head? It was like I couldn't tell if it was like actually his skull or if like he had some reaction to having his head shaved. Because um, I don't remember it looking that bad in Watchmen, but I don't know. Huh. Oh, we also really from. random, really random. Um, Christina Ricci was in a single like yes. scene. Yeah. Yeah. What was that don't about? Don't understand. Don't understand that. Just people who Some, want like Star Wars, people who just I really like this franchise. Can I have like a really stupid part yeah, of that? I think that's that it exactly because <laughs> Freema Freema Aguiman, uh, who is Martha Jones, I think The Matrix is her favorite movie. So I think the same thing happened. What was she? She was one of the people like, what the fuck is wrong with you all the so at, there is a you guys know there's a post credit scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it just was, the geeks. It was the cat, talking the Catrix. The Catrix. So, yeah. She's the one across like from the seconds. table, like, what is wrong with you all? She was wearing glasses. Um, yeah, I was super excited and I just I got disappointed it. by the whole conversation. It's the, the shortest the post credit sequence I've seen. Like, I almost fast forwarded past it because I what was I, it? I just take at home. What? What was what? The what scene? I, I just no those idea. geeks. Yeah. So we go back again, to the yeah. programmers. Yep. And what you finish it because I, I didn't catch the whole thing. Like, so they go back to the table and they're they're trying to figure out like what the matrix is and what people like and what they're gonna do and then like we got it the catrix and it's just a bunch of people watching cat videos and then oh! everybody else on the table is like what i didn't realize you were actually referencing something when you said that earlier i thought yeah, you no. made that up on your own <laughs> it's like a 20 I'm 15 to 20 second post credits yeah. yeah so but know. see there you go they've, they've touched on that whole thing that tanya mentioned earlier where we've got so much shit going on that i'm happy just staring at my tiktok and watching cat videos that kind of shit but again, it was such a throwaway thing that they didn't dig deep enough into. And in the end, it yep. was a post-credits scene that just, I'm, I'm glad I didn't fucking oh, hang around for that. Yeah. 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 I was folding clothes and it just happened to be on. Can someone explain to me what was going on when uh, Trinity and Bugs were like having that switch between them where- I didn't get it. She was like, ah, and it was like, there was like- parts, So- Like little parts of the part, silhouette. It was just like, I don't, uh, okay. What I think- was happening was they couldn't just pull her out for some strange reason they needed to transfer her consciousness and whatever she needed to be able to say something to do with they she needs to take the red pill remember yeah and she hadn't so you can't just pull them out cold they need to know that they've made a choice so to speak and that was the remember like what is what is the first movie it's so they can track their bodies morpheus tells them that's the purpose of the real purpose of the red pill and now it's just like like, 60 years later maybe it has a different purpose because they know where trinity is obviously they don't need to so anyway i think it's different but back to my question so like when she was so somehow like swapping between her and bugs somehow it makes it the transition like what yeah science yeah what that doesn't make any sense i I understood it as they stored trinity's uh memories they stored her they stored trinity's brain for want of a better word in bugs whilst they woke her up so they could wake her up gently and nicely without the red pill and then put her memory back inside her that's what I thought they were explaining what was going to happen. When it actually happened, Jammer, I was like you. I'm like, well, I don't understand what's happening now because now they're switching <laughs> between each other and then, and then suddenly she woke up all right. And I was like, so did Bugs turn into Trinity briefly there? Did she then act like Trinity? And that, that, the only way I've got any kind of understanding of it is how they was explaining it beforehand, you know, when they were standing around the well with the new, the, 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 the young Indian girl that had grown up, the one that was explaining Sati. how the plan- 
And work. she's the first person born in the Matrix, right? Sati, or something. The way she Sati. was explaining it, that's why I thought she was explaining, Jamma, that they were storing her brain temporarily whilst they woke her up and they were storing it in bugs. When it happened, it. I was as lost as you were. Now, I, I agree with Danny. The explanation made more sense than when we actually watched it go down. Well, we actually like, saw Wait, this isn't what they said they were going to do at all. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't get the real kid. They didn't do that in-game funeral where they got the actual kid from Iron Man 3. I yeah, they not get the actual kid from the movie, which I thought was... She's still around. Maybe she's not. They got definitely that insane, was that actually her? Was that actually her? No, that was no it wasn't her. her. Ca- well, maybe they just cast a good actress instead yeah. of like the kid in Iron Man just had to stand there. It's not like he was doing a big acting scene. So if she's not an actor, you want to hire someone. I know she had to do to surgery. She had to do surgery. So that's super important. Need need a good actor. Okay. <laughs> that's why they got her to her to do that. We know yeah. that one Indian American actress who's like a Bollywood person. Let's get the person we know. Okay. Oh, was that is she a Bollywood actress? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, big time of that. Big time. She's married to um one of the Jonas one of the brothers. Jonas brothers, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know who she I was. I always want to call them the Venture Brothers. <laughs> married to Dean. <laughs> Anything what is else her to name? say? Priyanka Chopra. Okay, Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka Chopra. That was her. Yeah. Was that yeah. Her? Yes. Uh, see, I apparently don't know what she looks like because I didn't know that. Was you know her. why? Because they did like the '90s movie thing where they gave her glasses and pulled her hair back. So you're like, who the fuck oh, is she's, that? And she just like let it down. Yeah. Automatically ugly. That's what happens. Let's, That's pretend, let's pretend she's not like attractive. Just glasses. glasses Ponytail. That's how it works. Overall. I'm surprised they give her overall. I'll take you to the prom only if you remove those god awful glasses. Put your glasses. hair down. Stop reading, stop reading that book. Here's some makeup. What you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Women used to be so much easier to control, right? They used to say. <laughs> yeah. What's the Connery line? Yes. Jesus Christ. Serve a good Jesus Christ. <laughs> that line was interesting. Ah, but I anyway. said Connery said. But Nick, no, you gotta, you gotta say no, it no, in the line from the movie. Accent. Oh, the the oh wait, no, did he said that in the movie? No, Connery had yeah. an interview. No, I'm not the slide. I'm talking about Connery. We're not talking about the slide. Talking, okay. We're not talking I'm about the slide. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about the Matrix Resurrections, where uh, which was the character? Was Neil it, Patrick it was Harris? Neil oh, Patrick he Harris. Oh, he said, "I missed that." Yeah, he said, "Women used to be so much easier to control." Yeah, it's very random. Must be a reference to how movies have. A no, it was a reference to like she was. She made it more difficult to like because she was taking more agency, and he was like, "Oh, women used to be so much easier to control." So I guess they were more complacent about stuff. As a result, I don't know. All right. <laughs> anyway, does anybody does anybody have anything else you'd like to say about this movie? Uh, I might. I watch could it all day in the background. Doing something I think I like it. I like it less now it. than I did before. That's crazy because you thought it was shit. <laughs> I have it's worse thing. than shit. I think the special effects in this what? are worse what? than the 1999 shit. film. Than the what? I think special effects in this were worse than the 1999 original film. That's saying something. I don't. Well, I don't they were just glossy and too worse. much, and they did what they knew they could do back then. And both it times, shot it like, worse, and the action is worse. But, yeah. oh, but, we didn't talk about the quick cuts and how like the action was all over the well, you couldn't I, said the the my, I said that yeah, in my I said that in my non-spoiler I, review where I was basically like, I none of what was good about the original was present here. And yeah, to me, the Matrix's fight scenes and gunplay and all that other stuff, and like none of it was not just fight scenes, movie. but like martial arts scenes. And yeah, apart yeah, from like the martial through. arts scene we get with uh the, the, not Lawrence Fishburne and and Neo. It's like 
there i remember there's a part, point where they started kind of doing fisticuffs and i was like oh wait where's that been yeah I, where's punch. where's like the where's the the fighting where it's like they tap each other like where's when, that style when he punched him in the face and morpheus like ooh, i smiled because i was like this this is what i've been waiting for and i, I was hoping th- that this would be the moment and then it and then it yeah what, flat, did, what did we yeah. get instead of the big new special effects stunt thing that we had with bullet time in the first one 30 odd years ago we got the slow motion thing that has been done with x-men yeah. so much better that that was our oh. big like big magic moment neil patrick Harris moving around at real time whilst everything else was slowed down that was the big thing it's like that was supposed to be special it was interesting how they kind of changed it like there was almost he was almost like glitchy the way that they shot it yeah or like cut it or something really disappointing i didn't necessarily like, like that, that but I, I noticed that i'm like that's a choice that's bothering me like they yeah, pointed at it too long like maybe if they had done it but they hadn't that scene went on for a really long time and it's like yeah, yeah. okay got it An astral got it. projection and it was so much better when quicksilver did it in ne- days yeah. of future past next whatever and they repeated that it over and over again and yep. even killed it themselves well, and that's <laughs> that's exactly my point it's just the idea that everything that this franchise has done everyone does now and they do it better yeah. and so this, there's yeah. just not nothing anything for them to have done in this and I, I just don't think lana was up to the challenge and i almost wish that she had just stayed a producer and i get it like this is catharsis for her, so there was no way anybody else was going to do it. But I think if, if you they can't said, impress hey, us with effects, then impress us with a really good story and a really philosophy. good mind fucking yeah, like wow, man, they really nailed the the zeitgeist of what's going on right now. You, there's yeah. nothing else you can do with technology, but you can make us think, which yeah. the first movie did both. Oh, I definitely have thoughts. <laughs> there was some- <laughs> There was another. Oh, I remember another. Westworld did it better than this. When I was going to say Westworld and uh, Westworld season three or two, I don't know, season three and uh, Inception were the two All that the do the Matrix yeah. better than the Matrix. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The whole philosophy in Westworld on what it is to be human and the mm-hmm. fact that these things are fucking alive, they could be all sorts of like, what do you call it? Um, ethical conflicts about mm-hmm. like, are they fighting with another living being? Like, cause it's yeah. not really just humans against machines. It's humans against things that think and things that know what they are. Yeah. Just a, a, again, a whole bunch of missed opportunities and a whole bunch of ideas that are there, but not fleshed out. And I thought there was going to be something, right? When they're talking about the strawberries, I was focused on the sentient that was there. Like, oh, is this going to be a thing? Like, nah. It just helps. You, you're going to have Niobe talk to this fake Morpheus? Nah. Okay. He's dummy, basically, from Iron Man. What was his name? The handbot. Dummy. dummy. Is his name yeah. Dummy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dumb, they, dummy. Yeah. Yeah. They just treated him like d- he's Dummy. Okay. Yeah. He's a pet, basically. Yeah. He was weird. And then he like was running around somehow out. I didn't understand. I thought he was like a projection from something. But then he was like running around actually doing things like jumping in the, the real pots. world. Like yeah. jumping between the pot. Like what? I don't understand yep. the rules of this ethereal body. Because we need ethereal, to not ethereal. Yeah. Why, no why don't you put some clothes on that body? Maybe he just likes being naked, right? It was like, oh, Watchmen, I I was naked. Let's be naked here, too. I guess. I guess. There was something else that really, that what was it that bothered me about this movie? I don't remember, but I I had had something specific. You guys have talked about it even less than I did. (laughs) I I think I would give it like a D plus. A D plus. (laughs) I'm going to go see it. It wasn't incompetent, but it was just like, why? 
C minus yeah, sounds good, Jones. Because I kind of actively dislike it, but not in an offensive way. I think, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Take jammer. I'm going to take jammer. <laughs> I, I can't I believe I didn't know I said this. that. Oh, yeah. You haven't said I walked into this show. thinking that this was going to be a C, but unless someone can explain to me what's up with those people in the room and who they're supposed to be like, who is Jude? Um, I feel like this is a D plus C minus. Oh, man. I Because it it genuinely bothers me because I, again, I can't tell. Are you making fun of me? Like what's going on here? I don't know why that bothers me so much. I over talked. I talked over Danny's grade. What? Didn't you already give you? I talked over your grade. Did you? you I did. Oh, you hadn't yet. So I talked over something else. What's a D? D. D. D for disappointed. God, that's sad. I didn't even say I'm dis- disappointed because the, the last thing I said to you about it was my expectations were low and they were met. <laughs> like, that's a way to watch a movie. And the thing I walked away with was like, this is this is a D plus paper, but I'm going to give this kid a C minus because I know he means well. Like that's the way yeah. I, I mean, and I know I'm not referring to the Wachowskis because I that would mean I'd misgendered. I mean, like the franchise itself, they yeah. mean well. They've been trying really hard. I know they have it in them and they need to pass. Here's I don't think they it. do have it in them. And what? we've talked about this before outside the context. They made the Speed Racer, sir. And that's my point, right? You were the only one that likes that fucking movie. And so outside that of that, amazing. I don't think you're the resident pre K teacher and you don't want to fail anybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, just, so, no, no, no. Wait, wait. Hold on. A second. Hold on a second. I'm not racer. the only one. I'm not the Hold on. Cloud that list is shit. I'm sorry. You're but like one of two. Who, no, there's more than one? two. Yeah, go, go look there online. Are there's dozens of, there's of dozens of us. Dozens. Yeah. There's dozens. <laughs> yeah. Dozen Our numbers more. are in dozens. So we're well, going back to Tanya's thing real quick before we wrap up. What's the Mary Jane line where it's like, if you expect go to be disappointed, you won't be disappointed. Oh. <laughs> that's exactly what Tanya yeah. said about <laughs> the Matrix. You realize that that's not an original concept, Nick. I know, but Mary like, Jane, no, but it's, it's relevant to a movie that we all just saw that was much better. I Michelle Jones, that's exactly who I was when I was in high school. I was mopey and didn't have my look together and was very just pessimistic. So yes, it kind of goes with what my, which is <laughs> another reason why, you know, at the, at the tender age of 19, that movie was just so life-changing. This is why I'm so mopey. The world is real. <laughs> None of this shit is real. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> here we are, you know, I'm in my nice plush office. <sighs> What are, doing doing what are we doing next week? What are we doing next week? We got to do something better next week. Things we got to cure some ass next week. What are we doing? Are we, are we, are we doing, doing anything next week? Kingsman next week. We should do the Kingsman. Kingsman. The King is Man. I can be down. Kingsman. Get tickets for like Wednesday since I work. Sure. Let's Thursday. let's do that. We can do Thursday again because Friday is New Year's Eve, so we can do Thursday again. I can do either. Well, we haven't even wrapped up the show yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I we should know. wrap up the show. I'm going to. I was going to get the there. Check. I just. There was one more thing about this movie. What the hell was it? It's always something one more about thing it. About this. <laughs> do, you want me to, do you want me to? Are you, are you actually doing a thing? Are you trying to figure that out? Or you want wrap it up, Jones? No, I'm legitimately go. trying to figure it out it up, because there's some. Cut the check. There was something. Cut there was the something here. I was trying to remember. <sighs> I, I I don't three. I don't know. Two. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> don't don't count down. It's very patronizing. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you like what you heard, and I mean the podcast, not the movie, 
do all the socials like rate comment subscribe share we definitely appreciate it um go on on apple Podcasts or spotify and let us know what you think of the show we would definitely appreciate it also lrm has other great content where else but lrm online until then we'll catch you on the next one hasta lasagna I'm getting on you. You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer. And <laughs> I didn't I'll do that. All right, mission accomplished. accomplished. If okay. they don't know you by now, they will never, 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 never know you. Fuck what's the thing I wanted to talk about with the Matrix? It's too late. What is? Think about it. Wow. You can text uh, okay. it when you remember it. Yeah. Well, Matrix. Uh, no one on this podcast. Tentatively, the King's Man next week. Yeah, it works. I can do Wednesday or Thursday. I Thursday oh, or Friday. Excuse about this is coming off. This is like almost in game, right? Coming off of no way. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.